Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Griefcast with me, Carrie Adloyd. How do we grieve for someone? How does it change and evolve as we get older? My dad died when I was 15 and it took me many, many years to be able to express what I had gone through. So I decided to create Griefcast, a chance to talk, share and laugh about the weirdness of grief and death. But with comedians, so it's not that depressing, I promise. Each time I talk to a different comedian about their own personal experience of grief as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago or you've just joined the club, this is a chance to talk about the peculiar human process of death. Welcome to Griefcast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Griefsters. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you have been enjoying the show, perhaps you would like to see a live version. I have another Griefcast Live coming up at Dulwich Pitch Gallery on November the 16th. Um, they have a new exhibition of Ribera paintings opening at the gallery. He was very much associated with death and pain, so they've asked me to come and record a Griefcast Live right next door to the exhibition. So if you do buy a ticket to the Griefcast Live, you can also go and see the Ribera exhibition as well. He was apparently a world leader in paintings of people being flayed alive so i don't know maybe that's maybe that's something we can all we can all discuss um or you can just join myself and stevie martin from the nobody panic podcast jeff lloyd from reasons to be cheerful and sophie duker from channel 4's riot girls having some cheery chats about death we might cover flaying who knows head to the dulwich pitch gallery website for more details on how to book tickets And if you're looking for more cheery things on grief and death, which I'm sure you are because you listen to the Griefcast, I am also in a play at the Finborough Theatre in London called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Gynecological Oncology Unit at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Centre of New York City. Yes, that's the full title. Uh, It's a dark comedy set in a cancer ward and very much like Griefcast, covers the topic of grief, death and dying very frankly and in a very funny way. It's playing from October 2nd to the 27th at the Finborough Theatre in London and head to their website for more details. This week's episode is a live episode. We recorded this at King's Place at the amazing London Podcast Festival just a few weeks ago. I was joined by No Such Things as Fishes, Andrew Hunter-Murray, Edinburgh comedy nominee Dane Baptiste, and Throwing Shade and Feminasty author Erin Gibson. As ever, we chat grief, death, and where best to spread your ashes. Hi gang! Hi Griefsters! How are you? Guys, I know it's about death, but we have to give more than that. We didn't die, okay? So we have to be like, how are you doing? Good. Oh, thank you so much for coming. I was much, much appreciated. Um, do you listen to the show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you in the club? Yes. Let's hear it. Yes. We have a shout for the the DDCs. Yeah. Woo! Just a few of us in tonight. We'll be drinking wine in the corner. <laughs> I guess it's about my dad, really. Um, DMCs. Yeah. Woo! Oh, a few. Oh, 
Everyone's being shy. <laughs> Don't be shy, guys. Uh, this is the Less Fun Club in, in the DDC and the DMC. Oh, wherever you are, find me at the end and I will give you a nice badge. I will give you the good badge. I see you. I'll give you the good badge. You get it. You got to get something. People say don't use it, but come on, we've all used it. We've all used it occasionally. Why not? Look, we have pain enough. We should be able to get free stuff. Yes. yes. I got out of detention. We all got. I told this on this podcast before. Um, we were all got caught smoking, leaving the school, and then they were like really angry, and I was like, oh, which is true. This is true. It was true. So I used it, but it was true, and I was like, oh, it's my dad's anniversary. And then they let everyone else, no, everyone else got detention. They were like, oh, just go home. <laughs> but then the next day at school, everyone was like, why did you go home? Like, we all got busted. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was so embarrassed that I'd used it. Now I feel shamed as if you're all judging me. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so thank you for coming. We've got some amazing guests wait, waiting back there who are going to just sit and have some chats about grief and death. And basically it's just a nice, fun chat, you know, like the show, but a little bit less intense. Um, because we'll just be, it, it's lighter than the actual show. Once you hear what we're talking about, and if you haven't listened to the show, you'll be thinking, what the fuck is the show? <laughs> Jesus. It's like whenever I explain it to someone, they're like, that sounds, um, I don't want to listen. And you're like, I know, I know you don't, but you will die, so you should. Um, okay, so uh, my first guest, I'm going to bring on, he's an amazing stand-up. He was nominated for the Edinburgh Comedy Award in 2014. He's been touring the UK very recently and will be continuing to tour it with his amazing stand-up show, G.O.D. He starred in his own sitcom for the BBC. He is amazing. He is Dane Baptiste, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this, this feels like Parkinson's suddenly, sorry. Not Parkinson's, that's a different show. Um, our next guest is an Emmy-nominated writer and podcaster. She's the co-host of the extremely funny Throwing Shade, which is on after us in the bigger room. Uh, she's the creator of Gay of Thrones web series with Jonathan Van Hess. And she has a new book coming out very soon called Feminasty, which is basically incredible. And she is Erin Gibson, everybody! Thank you. Uh, my final guest is a member of the extraordinarily successful podcast, No Such Thing as a Fish. They toured the world. They sold out the Sydney Opera House. I, I know it's not going to happen. Not that many people want to talk about death, so it's fine. I'm not jealous in any way. Uh, he's a QIL. He's a regular on BBC Two's The Mash Report. And he's also a member of the very successful and fun, real fun thing to do, ostentatious, <laughs> the improvised Jane Austen show. He is Andrew Hunter-Murray. <laughs> Guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. Everyone looks depressed already. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we okay? Yeah, I'm just trying to get my pigtails out of my mic. Oh, you, you wrapped Did yourself it. up. You've done it. Okay. Yeah. Great. My okay. curling iron caught on fire today, so. Yeah, Erin's curling iron. It's American. She plugged it in and it caught on fire. Is that normal? No. Someone was like, yeah. No. It was no. exhilarating. <laughs> so close to death. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you've got to get your fixes where you can. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, listen, Andy, how do you feel about death? Are you somebody who's like, I'm, I'm, welcome I'm to the show. I'm against it. You're against um, it. Broadly. <laughs> Some people haven't listened to the show and they think, it's light chat. <laughs> I've carried said light chat. No, straight in there. Like, have, do you, are you someone who worries about it? Uh, I didn't until, <laughs> <laughs> until uh, maybe a year ago. Oh. And then just I found myself being very tired all the time. And I thought, oh, this is an early, this is like a little preview. Like a, a, te a <laughs> teaser, a taste you trailer, you know. Death is not just being tired. Well, <laughs> no, I guess not. It's a little bit worse. Well, I took, I did start, so um, the thing is, I took up jogging last year. Well, wow. do you and know the man now, who invented jogging? Yes. He died jogging, didn't he? Right, yes, he did. Yes, he died and jogging. Is that the, the, the same marathon guy? Because he oh, died too. maybe. And people still do it. They still do yeah. it. <laughs> My dad ran a lot of marathons, and then they said that's partly why he died so quick, because he was so healthy. Straight in there, start of the show, let's <laughs> oh go. I don't understand the logic. Because his, um, because his metabolism was so fast and so healthy, and he had cancer. So they were like, that might have been one of the reasons that he died so fast. I feel like might is never a good, <laughs> never a good response to the doctor. It's my dad, it's fine, we can laugh. I'm laughing, so you could, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. You see, when I laugh, it's all right. Still nervous, the DDC are with me. That's yeah. fine. So, um, they, they said, so the, the doctors were like, if anything, or the oncologists were like, if anything, 
Yeah. It was too healthy. Yes. Which yeah. is Whoa. never yeah. a good way to give people closure. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, you're too that's healthy. That's the worst autopsy I've ever heard. <laughs> but it's funny because I was talking to someone whose mum died of, ca- of lung cancer, but she was a smoker. Mm. And she was saying, whenever she tells people, they're like, and did she smoke? And then she says yes. And they're like, oh, because oh. they think, oh, yeah, good, I won't die. Because I don't smoke. <laughs> but then if she deserved it or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like this weird, like, oh, she smoked. Oh, okay. But when I say, no, he was really healthy, it's really uncomfortable. As you can see, because people are like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? That's not what they promised. <laughs> but you've taken up jogging, is the point. And it just, that is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be fine. I, sorry, it, it wasn't, it now sounds like it was apropos of nothing. I just wanted to say I've taken up jogging. Yeah. I sort of meant it, I know what death must feel like a bit because it feels so bad every oh, time I go jogging. Awful. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, but I, it's, yeah, I appreciate it's worse. But you don't, you're not someone who has like uh, anxiety about death? No. Oh, that must be amazing. What's that like? Uh, you don't always think you're going to die in every situation. No. And wow. I, f- I feel like this is a tough crowd for that. Yeah, I know. But no, but it's good for us to know that other people are, are, are different. It's good for us. I don't worry about it on a daily basis. Wow. No. Wow, right? Oh, no. But I, wow. I, one thing I do, know, I do find myself thinking, uh, if I start reading a new long book, I find myself thinking, this is probably the last time I will read this book. Because <laughs> I used to love rereading books a lot of times. And now I find myself thinking, I've got maybe like one more read of Wuthering Heights in me. <laughs> And it, I think a lot of life is about sort of being all right with that, and I'm absolutely yeah. fine with it, you know. That's, I don't think you need to re- read it more than once. It's right. a great book, but I think it's done. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to read Moby Dick. Don't. Yeah. No. It's right. fine. Anyone in here read it? Yeah. yeah. You yeah, don't see, sound happy about it. Did you want to read it? Were you forced to read it? Yeah, Made to. Made to. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. like, oh, this looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, a whale, you say. Erin, <laughs> um, do you think about death constantly? Every day. Oh, great. Um, I used to, so I, when I was doing, when I was starting out doing comedy in LA, I used to wear a lot of scarves for no reason. Los Angeles is not a place that you would do that. No. I just thought I looked like a fun accountant who works for Aerosmith or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like dorky, but also like, I'm kind of cool. And I used to be worried that a, um, someone would choke me with my own scarf. Oh yeah. Isadora Duncan? Isadora, yeah. yes. yes. Exactly. If you don't know the story, she was a famous dancer and she was driving along in her convertible and her scarf got caught. I think she was get, maybe getting out of the car. Oh, I heard it, she was, I was imagining her driving. Anyway, it, mm, strang- it killed her. Caught in the wheel, in the wheel arch. I know, so be careful with your scarves. I didn't even know that story until after wow. the anxiety oh and God. then it just reinforced it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, evidence, also every time evidence of the proof I, that you need the anxiety. Yes. Mm. Fair, you know, yeah. v- validate your brain mm. going into tornado yeah, yeah. cycle and then like keeping you up for three hours oh, past 11. But is that why you stopped wearing scarves or was it a fashion reason? Um, I didn't look great in them. Um, <laughs> also, they don't go well with tank tops. So that was, that's just yeah. a bad look overall. Um, airplanes every time. Oh, yeah. I have to take Xanax. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I have to, and I don't, it doesn't knock me out either because I have so much anxiety that yeah. Xanax just like makes me normal. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened. My therapist keeps saying to me, um, you know, you just need to have an ordinary level of anxiety. And I'm like, I like as if someone's been drunk their whole life and you're saying be sober. You're like, well, what would, what would it be? I don't understand. Like, well, thankfully in LA, we have legalized marijuana. Oh. So my freezer is full of it. Right. And it's the only time I feel I don't worry about anything. Death, money, <laughs> what I look like. Wow. What I'm eating. Whether or not my dog has taken a poop today, <laughs> which gives me so much anxiety because I need him to do yeah, his yeah. business before I can do whatever I need to do for the day. Yeah. It's the same with the baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 She did two this morning. We were like, oh, day done. We don't need to worry about it. Honestly, it was like, and I said to him, you will have a good day. Because he had, I was like, she done two, we're done. Um, but I do think, I think that, I mean, I write a lot about gender politics, mm-hmm. so I always think about whether or not this is, these anxieties fall oh, on gender mean, lines, yeah, because yeah. women are disproportionately more likely to be victims of crime, mm. and so I wonder if a lot of my anxiety is justified. <laughs> From actual facts. Especially, yeah. especially because gender politics dictate, they'd be like, well, she was wearing a scarf. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she deserved it. Probably, she deserved probably it. hiding some hickeys under there. <laughs> 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 
she's wearing a scarf she got in a car yeah well, I don't know go. what she was thinking there you go Dane do you worry about it uh, death yeah uh, it I am a uh, black entertainer over the age of 30 so <laughs> all the time all, all the time all, but I'm not, I, I but then saying that since I started doing comedy I don't I'm not afraid of death I used oh, to have really? a lot more of a neurosis about it but um I feel like now, because I'm doing what I want to do with my life, so I don't, I don't dread oh, it as much. So for yeah. me, it was more like, not so much the fear of death, but it was more like a life unfulfilled that yeah. was more, used to make me more neuro- anxious. So it's, it's inevitable. What were you doing before comedy? Sales. And did you have a nightmare of like, I'm going to die, and they'll go, he was a salesman. Right, and, yeah. then, and then there's yeah. a play about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Very good, very good. Exactly. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, I mean, it doesn't end well for him either. Yeah, to be fair. and uh, yeah, but it was just that kind of thing. It was just uh, got to a point where there was, there was a lot of, uh, I guess, cyclical routines I had, whether it was like renewing a car or getting a new phone. And I was just yeah. like, it's just so pointless and no way to kind of, uh, I suppose, uh, kind of how to make my life distinct from everyone else's. Yeah, so. yeah. So then, when you fine. started doing comedy, you just felt like, well, now if I die, at least I, at least I tried. At least I tried, yeah. Because, yeah. like I said, it was more of a. I still have those deathbed regrets, and I guess I suppose all of the other kind of obligations most people have in life, whether it's like family and raising children. I didn't want to be one of these. You should do this because I never had the chance, and like oh, yeah, project that onto yeah. my kids. So yeah. at least now I can be a lot more relaxed about the whole thing. So. Um, what advice are you going to give them in the future? You just like just stay in sales for as long as you can well yeah and up until and the point you can't take it anymore oh but with kids it's just like you know you might as well do what you want because death is the one set death yeah. and, ta- and my dad would say stuff to me like you know death and taxes are the only certainties in life so yeah i'd be like okay fair enough probably do something then <laughs> <laughs> and pay those taxes well, yeah, like, and also pay my taxes Always pay so. little, this show's not anti-tax guys i don't want anyone pre- yeah i was a temp for a long time and i worked like i worked like every job Oh my god! Like I worked in an investment bank during the crash. I worked for a pharmaceutical company that sold Viagra. You know, like I just like horrible, bizarre jobs. Can I ask uh, a question about yes. the Viagra one? Sure. Because initially Viagra was supposed to help with like heart disease. I mean, I worked on reception, oh, so okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to start giving that information. I still feel like people would have sure. been like. Notice anything different about me? <laughs> <laughs> what was weird was in the reception they had loads of posters up. For, for advertising Viagra, but it was always like a bit like the tampon ads of like you know women like running on the beach, but it was like men eating pizza, <laughs> like eating a really being like like really happy, and I would I'd have to work in front of like you know a six foot six by six foot advert of a man eating pizza. What what's the I don't, I don't like, no, can I you, could, you see, could you see below his waist? No, it was like a close up of his face and he was eating pizza and underneath it was like Pfizer. Vi- Viagra from Pfizer and it was like, yeah. Taste your own erection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. That's bizarre. It was really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, uh, Andy, do you, do you want to die jogging? You don't want to die jogging, surely. Um, That's not the way to go. No, I don't How think do you it go? would be. I, oh God. I, so, oh, I would like to die in a way that someone who has just been rude to me thinks it was their fault. <laughs> I really like that. Okay. Can we have an example? Like, what we're talking, like, a really rude or, like, just, like, a British annoying rude? Someone was rude slightly... Some, God, what, is it? what an anecdote this is. Someone was slightly rude to me on a tennis court a week ago. And In case you honestly, weren't sure where Andy sat on the social scale, he's also going to Tuscany soon, and someone was rude to him on a tennis court. Now you know. And I was so angry. We what had did they five, say? Explain we, it. Come they on. weren't rude. They, well, okay. So we right. We had booked an hour. Right. Eleven till twelve. Fine. Lovely. Yeah, really. And we were having a great time. Really fun. And you know, it's just a great sport. It's really good for exercise. Anyway, these guys <laughs> turned up on the side of the court. Maybe a group of five people. And this is about seven minutes to the hour, and they just start chatting away. And they're right on the edge of the court. And there's no, there's no, I can't serve very well at the I'm best furious. of times. I'm furious, I don't know about you. <laughs> just, this is the kind of behavior that, right. oh, okay, it's well, ruining our country. It's, and, but just, it's so rude to be right there. It's someone's like, I don't know tennis etiquette. I don't okay, know. Well, this might not be politically correct to say, but they sound like, Never do wells. <laughs> I wouldn't I'll go be surprised. So far as to say, maybe malcontents. <laughs> yeah. so, had to you, be said. Would be you said. say they looked like ne'er do wells? They looked so upstanding and so respectable. I hated them so much. Okay. And they just and so they were just standing there chatting really loud, ruin, like completely ruining the last few minutes of our game. And if I could have died there um, after a minor chat with them and in my dying breath told them you're really rude people <laughs> just in the hope that would stay with them oh, until wow. they died I'd like that to be the last thing they think of when they're dying 
We should never have talked at the edge of the bar. <laughs> Brenda, fetch a priest. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's how I'd like to go. <laughs> now we know. Now we know. That's good. Erin, do you have any like? Do you know how you want to go? I want to do drugs until I die. <laughs> I don't do any drugs. Why well, I take Xanax on the plane, but I'm not like a hardcore. Yeah. I mean, pot doesn't count. Um, <laughs> it's alcohol, basically. But I want to do. I've never done acid or mushrooms or ecstasy. And when I'm in a nursing home, do you oh, call wow. them nursing homes? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm in a nursing home, I want to do all the drugs all the time. Wow. wow. And I want to die going out like in a hallucinogenic, <laughs> like euphoric, wow. like mescaline yeah. haze. That would be cool. I think it, what a great time to start yeah. doing party drugs. Yeah. <laughs> also, because like, imagine like, if you see some old, you'd see some old lady, and then she'd start floating, and like <laughs> the carpet would start swirling, and there'd be a lot. Yeah, be a lot to take well, in. Do, I just want to be taken out of reality. Yeah, during that enough. time. Yeah, if you get to the nursing home, why not? Yeah. My parents did so. <laughs> my mum gets really annoyed, but they did so many drugs. So like my mom would be like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> the thing is with the drugs now, Carrie, I just, they're not pure. In my day, you know what you're getting. And then she'd be like, when your dad took LSD and we drove around London, like that was like, <laughs> yeah, they used to take it. My dad used to take LSD and then get on his motorbike and drive around London. Safe, right? I mean, he did have a motorbike accident, but years later, years later, not, not connected. So then for me, I've also never done them because to me, they were so like, ugh, like, what would mum and dad do? <laughs> like, really boring. You, you were, that was your rebellion? I was, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'll but smoke no, one cigarette, yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I did the cigarettes. <laughs> Went to town. Um, <laughs> not the drugs. But I'm, I'm the same. I've always wanted to take LSD just to see what my parents got up to. Oh, you guys are in luck now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you want to go, Dane? How do I want to go? I, I, a few scenarios. I, don't, I, I just don't want to go in any kind of uh, way uh, as depicted in a John Singleton film, so no drive-bys. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, oh about. Yeah. They happen a lot. So, because I grew up in the '90s when like the films were quite big, so it was like Boys in the Hood and Menace Society. So, had a complex for a long time. Just gonna be dying a drive-by, and then that passed. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, cars are just hard to come by by my peers, so I was fine. Uh, insurance is very high, and uh, I feel like it would either be like in a like you know like a drug fueled haze as well. And so either, but I'd rather be in the nursing home. I'd rather be like at, on a beach. And maybe just do like a shitload of DMT oh or ayahuasca God. and then have that reach that kind of, you know, that kind of apex of consciousness and then just, and then just have the out of body experience and then just leave. And then just go. Or, or. I get a bunch of people and then we go into like the World Bank with all the servers and then I just detonate it. <laughs> and then just eliminate, and then eliminate all of world debt. Right. And then just go out like Tony Montana doing the Scarface. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's how Scarface ended. <laughs> I just know it didn't end well. Oh, yeah. But it's just me, and then just like, I'm like, now we start again, and no one is judged by the content of their pocket. And then it's like all private military contracts. And I'm like, come on, Dan, I'm off my face on DMT. <laughs> <laughs> like you're still on DMT in this scenario? Yeah. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. It's, it's featuring. So Are you going to clear the space so it's just you? Yeah, uh, the people that I'm, help I'm me with worrying, it. Yeah. I'm worrying, I'm yeah, worrying no, no, about security guard three. No, I don't, yeah, I don't want to bring any, any, anybody down with me. Okay, so yeah, okay. the idea, but the idea is that, yeah, I just eliminate either world debt or... Or, okay. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's going to be an act of either like, you know... These are all quite filmic endings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. See, my life is a film and I, I don't want to let anybody down, so... <laughs> You're the main audience, yeah. so you don't want to let yourself down. You Ex paid £10 exactly, yeah, to see this. Exactly, yeah, because it's going to flash before my eyes, so yes, I'm going to be like, yeah. So. My like, worry is you take all those drugs and you get to the peak of consciousness and you get there and it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> or like it's awful. Someone's like, oh, the meaning of life is never do this. And you're like, what? And they're like, you died. And you're like, no. <laughs> like that's my level of anxiety that I would like take it, find Nirvana. And they'd be like, no, you shouldn't have done that. Nirvana was in cake. Go. <laughs> that's why I do okay. So when you go, Dane, what do you want your funeral? Are you particularly religious or like? Uh, no, I was raised in a religious household. I imagine my mother would want it to be religious, but uh, myself, now I'm going to be organ donor. Oh yeah, for, yeah. yeah. But you can do that and be religious, can't you? Ooh, so, I mean, some well, religions. I guess well, some people, but a lot of time when I discuss it with uh, theologians, they always like, even your eyes. It's like, yeah, them too. <laughs> really? What's wrong with the? Why are they? I've got I these don't know. Maybe because they're the windows to the about the eye thing. Win because the windows to the soul and stuff. But you know. But you're, not, you're not. Your soul's gone. Right? Exactly. So I, I, I don't know. I, so I, I don't thought care. we were so all okay with all. Oh, maybe it's like scaring your face, like like your family won't be able to like uh, yeah. see you off in the form that you. But then they're, you're not. I, they're not yeah. harvesting organs before they do the funeral. So I just because oh, everyone, no one really, you know, knows much about the organs inside them. But everyone knows where their eyes are. And if you, <laughs> yeah. 
if, if I could frequently touch my liver, um, I, and, you you'd know, probably it need to, I'd need to pat my hands and be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm real sorry for the years of abuse. So you wouldn't so. donate your eyes? No, I would. I, sorry. Let's I, get just, that on record uh, yes, here. I'd, li I'd like to make it very clear. You're I'd, happy to be an organ Very happy to donate everything. Okay. Um, and if I have not checked the eye box, I've got filled in a card, but it's somewhere else. <laughs> I don't carry it on me. This, can this be the evidence? Do they yeah, take sure. People listening, when, if it happens, they'll have this. A podcast, sort of a testament? The, the in, so. You know what? There'll be legal tender in like 10 years, I Great. think. Okay, yeah. It's two podcasts. As will eyes. As will eyes. Well, eyes. So maybe that's oh, a good way to hold on to them. Is that there? Drive so by maybe, eye grabbing. Exactly. So maybe keep my eyes and my liver for like a trust fund for <laughs> you know. And then I don't know. I suppose the proceeds can go towards like an orphanage if I don't have kids of my own. Okay. Then the idea is that I'd have like a funeral pie for the remainder of my body. Right. Flaming funeral pie. Where? Where's this? Where's this? Like. Where? Yeah, like where are aimed, we burning aimed you? Aim straight at the World Bank, baby. Oh, <laughs> so we, we have to carry you to the World Bank and burn you there. Yeah, I mean it's my it's us. my last request, carry. Okay. <laughs> after, after that, you know. Right. Wait, is this the World Bank after you've taken it out, or is this? Are you having the funeral? Yeah. So when the whole rebuilding initiative begins, when they're like, we're going to do it again. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to ruin the World Bank. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So when, when they're like, we're going to rebuild this uh, this uh, idea of debt promissory notes and the fiat currency, we can be oh sh. And then, right. And then, yeah. and then we come in and we're like, burn him. Yeah. Again. And he's dead. Yeah. This is all weird. Yeah, his eyes have we've taken his eyes <laughs> so yeah we've taken everything you're going to be like a little floppy bag of stuff exactly yeah. so I'm going to probably stretch okay. more mm. we just throw you on the pyre yeah Erin yeah. how do you want your funeral have you thought about it yeah I want to be cremated yeah and I want to be disposed of <laughs> I don't Wait. there's something I don't like the idea of a body going into the ground yeah some people it depends on your upbringing I think were you brought up but were you brought Catholic Catholic oh so but now I'm Anti-Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sounds equally as cool. Right? Oh yeah, it's so cool. But is it? Is, do you, is there an actual anti-Catholic church? No, I don't. I don't. I'm gonna start. Don't one. Ally, you don't think that's an amazing idea? <laughs> like everyone would love that, because then and then they could do like films about reverse exorcisms when they put demons into people. Yeah, that would be great. And they're like, your children are safe. Right? Yeah. Um, too soon? It's been happening for hundreds of years. <laughs> um, the. Um, well, Episcopalian. I don't know if it, what it's like here, but in the states, it's very progressive. I don't like organized religion. I, I'm not. I, I just can't. I, like it, it d destroyed my family. Is that fair to say? No. Yeah. And your family would be okay with that. You wouldn't have like yeah. to like write it in the will or something. No, my. I think there'd be. I mean, I don't. I like. I didn't get. I didn't have a wedding. I okay, didn't. Cool. I don't yeah, do cool. performative yeah. celebrations with my family. <laughs> So you perform in your life, so you didn't need a yeah. little performance of your... And I feel the same way about death. I just want to be... like. Also, funerals in the States are very expensive, so I'd rather people use that money to donate to women's organizations or something. I, that just seems like a waste. So they're just going to take you to the crematorium, burn you, but no ceremony? You don't even want people to turn up and do like a little, oh, she was great? Yeah, sure. I said, little, yeah, little little ceremony. Little I mean, bit. if they want to, it's about <laughs> whatever they, they want to do. You can't say that. Because I'd be like, well, I want to, but Erin was so against it. So how do I honor her without, you know, I've Actually, given money to all these women's shelters, but I, damn it, I want to say I liked her. <laughs> I don't, it's so weird. I'm so bad with like, Accolades and uh, like. Yeah. Well, so you people. don't even want enough. You don't even want people to stand up at a funeral and say she was no. great. Cry <laughs> on your own in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't like control people do when I'm dead as yeah, much as I want to. But you could request. So you, you have a crematorium and you get maybe a very because you can have a really small cremation ceremony. Yeah, I want to watch. Like, so they watch my body burn. Well, normally the old curtain goes around, yeah. and you hear like a as the coffin goes like into the the. Wait, oh, you go in with a coffin? No, so no, yeah. it's like it looks like church. If you're just going for cremation, these guys not been to. <laughs> Let me tell you how you go into cremation. <laughs> no looks, one in my family has been cremated. Oh, okay. So it looks like a church. It looks like a super modern church, and there's even a lectern, and then a, you know a priest or the person running it. If you're not having a religious one, will talk, and then the coffin is there, and then sometimes the worst ones like they just literally press a button, and you hear the curtain go like. <laughs> and my granny and granddad's it got stuck, and they like pulled it down. And then sometimes you see the coffins like go into a hole in the wall, or like they normally play a song when that happens, and like we all know they're going to get burnt. But it's sort of like they don't, you don't see it, you don't like, there's not like flames coming out. We're like, oh, the, the, the hellfires. It's not like backdrive. No. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like it's, it's, you don't see it, but you kind of like, you all know. 
You know where it's going. You know what's that. happening. Yeah, you know what's happening. But also, that's cool because you've agreed to it. Like, you know, you're not like, wait, what? You're burning her? That is not okay. Have so, you yeah. read um, Mary Roach's book about death? No. Oh, yes. oh, it's this. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons that I don't want to be cremated because she has a whole chapter on what happens to your body when it's in the coffin. And I was like, <sighs> Fuck. That's why you want to be cremated no. or not? Yes, because... Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to go into too much graphic description, but it is upsetting what happens to your body when... But and sure, if you buried it. your parent and you're here, it's fine. That's no, fine. it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever read this book. But, when I, but I just didn't... And this might be a control issue, but I would like to be like, okay, my I'm, I'm dead. My body is taken care yeah, of. Like, yeah. I don't think... There's not like a beetle eating my nose. <laughs> I, it's it's disturbing. I don't yeah. I don't like to think about I, that. I want to be cremated, but I'm I'm sort of like burial doesn't freak me out as much because I it just to, like, it used to freak me out the idea hey. as well. Not just the possibility of being a zombie. It was uh, <laughs> not just. But, that. but like I said, it's it's the uh, the decom decomposition yeah. and like the animal. But that's circle of life though. Yeah, right? it's I know. Like, right. Don't mind that. You know, Become a tree. I, and to be honest, I've got a lot of bodies on me like where insects are concerned. So it's the least I can do in death is to repay them with a sumptuous <laughs> meal. <laughs> if I if I if, if, if I weren't to be uh, cremated. Um, I also that like I need to do a video as well. I, like, oh, you want in, to do in, the in the event that I do leave like my kids, then I'll do like a shitload of videos like for like milestone birthdays. So be like oh, happy 18th, yeah. happy 21st, happy 30th, happy 40th. Like this must be weird for you now because I have an age of date. <laughs> 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 but Daddy still loves you, and uh, and then and then, yeah. a very, and then there's also a very very long list of fuck yous. <laughs> oh, that's good. You have that, like, because I was, oh, in, in, no, I want people to know I'm the same person. I'd be like, hey, the following people can go fuck themselves. And then a real, and then a long God, list. What is and you there? know that's never changing. What is uh, there there at the funeral? Even better. Right. So they can't better. hide it, because people would be, because normally people would be. You did some revenge for Because people would be a lot more diplomatic and be like, you know, Dane, you know, you and Dane had your differences. But now it'd be truth. I've never fucking liked you. And, <laughs> and, that, and it would yeah. be irrefutable evidence. You know what, that would make a, but it would make a good, like, and if you've been to lots of funerals, that'd be good funeral chat. Yeah, Because exactly. some funerals, there's not much chat. Like, nothing happened. Exactly. It's quite dull. But that would be like, whoa, that yeah, was... Yeah. Well, John McCain explicitly said Donald Trump wasn't allowed at his funeral. Really? Yeah. He's on my list too, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> John McCain? No, no, no. John, John's cool. Trump. Trump. Oh, my God. I never thought of that. I th would you do a video for the funeral then? So that's for your video yeah. as well as the video for your kids. So, yeah, there'd be two separate videos. I can't be like, hey, love you, kids. By the way, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some terrible the mix up with the tapes. <laughs> uh, the kids, all, kids will be watching. Oh, I wonder what dad had to say to us before. He... <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> probably be, there'll probably be a few outtakes as well. <laughs> oh, oh, you've got to have yeah, the 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 like, yeah. oh my God. Yes. Happy 16th, honey. Maybe you'll stop fucking leaving the ice trays unfilled you fuck oh we were film filming oh i love you so much <laughs> blue for real is a great idea mm, yeah andy that. what are you thinking are you cremating or burial um i don't really mind you guys this is I'm what annoying. you have to make decisions because when you die someone else is going to have to make a decision yeah and whenever someone goes i don't mind that means someone who no. loves you is going to sit there and go uh, did they want that? So, okay, that's a, that's Maybe, a really good point. So yeah. I would like the thing that creates least fuss. Um, <laughs> for I'd like the, if there is a zero fuss option. Okay. Yeah, um, you can have like a cardboard coffin. But I well, I'd, I'd love that, or yeah. a paper bag. Just a, <laughs> a large paper bag would do me fine, and then. That's a big paper bag. It's a big. In fact, that would create fuss. That to, would, I'm gonna have to, to commission yeah. the I'm gonna building have to go on of Amazon an extra and yeah. I'm gonna have to find it. I'm gonna have to measure you. You're right. Or I'm gonna have to go to the market and get individual ones and then break them apart and then sellotape oh, to make gosh. one giant one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds very mafioso. <laughs> yeah, <it does>. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no one's to be gonna put in a big paper bag. Well, if you've got to stick ones back together and then mm. yeah, no, just get it's yourself true. a carpet in, or a rug in that case. And <laughs> to be to be rolled up in a rug. Yeah. Oh, he's into it. <laughs> he likes it. It's it's low fuss, isn't it? Yeah, it's low fuss. If I, I think could, the lowest fuss is a cardboard coffin. Yeah. Or if you I can be wrapped in material. You can be wrapped in just like a shroud. Or a rug. Or, yes. what if, if I could if I could take with me a rug I never liked. Um, <laughs> it's not all vengeance, I know, but um, I suppose. Well, you want to do a few things, don't you? You want to, the people who you've left behind you to. You know, it's their experience that matters yeah, in a big way. It's, it's I, for I, them, really. Yeah. So whatever, whatever would allow them, if anybody wanted to remember you by, or you know, whether it, whether that's a, a pack of um, you know the, the ashes or the remains, and you you can have that in a you know the urn thing, or, or whether it's 
to be scattered, anywhere that mm, they might be able to find meaning in. So you're going to give little pouches to ev- how many people? No, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, um, everyone gets an egg cup. What, like? I'd wor- no, I'd worry about that because I'd worry that no one would want an egg cup, and <laughs> and also an egg cup is a very unreliable. You know, I've, yeah. that's a very unwieldy, unstable way of. <laughs> would it have a cling film <laughs> lid on top? Are you talking about the thing that you put hard-boiled eggs in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> egg cup. What do you call them? Yeah. Uh, egg cup. But yeah. I, in my mind, I was like, this is not what this I think it is. North, this yeah, is yeah. something else. This must be a funny British thing Just they do. Just be like, mm-hmm, interesting. Yeah. 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 For the funeral. So, the yeah. ashes, normally, so like, you know, your yeah. beloved will pick up your ashes. Yeah. And then sometimes between brothers and sisters, it's like split up. Or yeah. sometimes one person takes it, depending on, you know, how old you are when it dies. So yeah. do you know where you want to be scattered? Uh, no, no idea. No idea? Um, court four at <laughs> the... <laughs> You're going to make them do it, the person who was rude to you. No, um, no, they're your ashes. Uh, no, no special preference. Um, I suspect somewhere outdoors, but I've, I've not narrowed it down <laughs> further than that. Yeah, otherwise you're, you're just being hoovered up pretty fast. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Griefcast with Carrie Ad Lloyd. When my aunt died, everyone in my family, I'm from an Irish Catholic family and everyone did like a tight five set of jokes. Nobody's a stand up, but everyone's like, I'm funny. And my, um, my mom got up and started doing really like, I mean, not good jokes. (laughs) And, um, she was like that. Of course there's 12 people in my 12 brothers and sisters. So she got up there and I told her, I was like, I'm going to give you a cue. If I think that you, you're not understanding that the audience isn't with you. Because no one else is going to do that. Yeah, I want to yes, save you. Yeah. So she was up there for five minutes, and I was like, wrap it up, <laughs> wrap it up. And then she was like, okay, Aaron says I can't be up here anymore. And I was like, don't do that. <laughs> That's the wrong move. But I, but I said to her afterwards, I was like, you know, being sad is important. Yeah, yeah. When you laugh and you're having a great time and when someone's dead or died who you love, um, that's a perfectly fine way to, co- to cope, but you have to balance it out with sadness. Yeah. You've got to be sad. It, they, it just, it'll come out some other way, and I don't think of a better, I mean, having your family around and just commiser- commiserating with the, the, the grief is so, com- I would just think is more comforting than yeah. sitting and crying in the closet by yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then four hours later, what happens is um, my Uncle Phil gets wasted on yes. whiskey and then overturns my grandma's t- china cabinet. And you're <laughs> like, well, that's because you didn't cry earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, because you've got to get it out. Yeah, a lesson of the podcast. You got to get it out. Well, and it's. I think it's important to have the humor side. But yeah, you don't want it to feel like you're in a comedy club at a funeral. No. Is that how it kind of like people were like, "Oh, I'm on next. I'm nervous." Oh yeah, it was exactly. They were like looking at their notes and like, "Okay, remember to do the punchline here." And <laughs> like, your sister died. Yeah, it's okay. Like, this is sad. Yeah. It's okay. Also, this is taking too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Especially if everybody gets a turn. That's oh, true. they were all taking turns. Yeah. They had to have their moment. I was like, too. oh, is this is about you now? <laughs> <laughs> so what are we thinking music-wise, Dane? Uh, I have a list. Dane's got a list. <gasps> it's good. This is good because, as I always say on the show, it's going to happen. Yeah. So you, it's nice to be prepared. Let's see. All right. There's a few of them. There'll be like a playlist. <laughs> Are you going to set it up on Spotify? Yeah. Like a little Spotify playlist? Yeah. You, you will get the premium Spotify so it's not interrupted by adverts. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's right. I'm Looking taking care of my to do future. This summer. Don't you worry. <laughs> so that's it. It's in my will. Someone buy that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Looking for You by Kirk Franklin. That's one. Oh. And Optimistic by Sounds of Blackness. Uh, I Will Get There by Boys to Men. Uh, Fuck the Police by NWA. <laughs> Uh, the Light by Common and Joyful Joyful by Lauren Hill. Oh, that's a great one. Great. Uh, in case there's no tearjerkers, that will get him going. And then, <laughs> and then Tupac, Keep Your Head Up. That's just a list of some of them. That so, was popular. Yeah. That was and popular with the crowd. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Because, you know, because like I said, like, same these guys, my family massively internalized grief. Yeah, yeah. So that's when the drinks start flowing. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, it's fine. I don't feel, I don't have feelings at all. Uh, yeah, I just drink more. That's what they would have wanted to That's do. when you're going to bust out Lauren Hill, do you Yeah, think? that's yeah. what I meant on Lauren Hill, yeah. Because she, she just makes you, that voice just makes you cry straight away. Exactly. So. That's good. I like, you've really thought about that because you do want a bit of uplift. But then good to make sure you get... Because I've been to some where it's too, there's too much jolly music. And you do want a moment. Yeah. Like, but equally, you don't want, like, you know, four hours of Coldplay. Like, you want... Yeah. Because sometimes... Oh, you know what I mean? It's like a good film. Like, sometimes if you walk into a funeral and it, it's straight away sad, I'm a bit like... I feel manipulated. Well, yeah, no, I don't want to be straight away sad. It's like, like I said, yeah. it's a regular Spotify premium playlist. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and just... Yeah, and just people... And just, yeah, really setting the tone of... And it's doing more of an anthology of my life. So people yeah, are like, oh, this nice. song reminds me of when we were this age together yeah, yeah. this age. So this says, Could yeah. you have videos between the music? <laughs> yeah, of course. So like, as in you, that's when you're like, hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the track. Yeah. This me, like you could explain it. Uh, yeah, oh. exactly. And maybe, <laughs> I'll put a needle here and be like, fuck, anyway, and then bring it yeah, back. Yeah. So it go well with the fuck you list. Yeah, yes. So, yeah, yeah. So this, this song's dedicated to a season of exes. <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't, Widow. You're my favourite. And then... Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, she would feel so special. <laughs> oh, he remembered me in the video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were really in love. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really good. It's good to have... Like, so I've said this before in the podcast. My dad once said to me in the car, song, again, I can laugh, a song came on and he was like, I want this paid at my funeral. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then like later when he died, I was like, fuck, what was that song? <laughs> oh. Did not remember. Honest, and I, like, I have no idea what it was. But then my mum chose, well, he, he said one to my mum, so he had a Frank Zappa song. And that was, and we had, we had the funeral in a church, which was like the family church that we always went to. So that was very cool having this like extremely psychedelic Peaches and Regalia, it's like seven minutes long. Oh, yeah. It's a really good instrumental Frank Zappa track playing in a church. So it's like, but I think we also had a bit of Jerusalem in there, you know, like, you know, something for everybody, something for his parents, <laughs> and also something for the kids. Um, Andy, what, have you got thoughts about your music? I, well, yeah, I, every so often I think of something and I think, oh, I'd, I'd love that to play. And often, I don't know if this happens to any of you guys, but if you're ever hosting something and, and you have a playlist of songs, someone else will interfere with the playlist. And, <laughs> and this really does feel like the last chance to make people... <laughs> like the music I like <laughs> and, I, and I, you feel do have a, yeah, yeah. I feel I've come across as quite petty this evening but, um, there are a few tracks that I, I really want people to enjoy um, th I mean a couple of th there's um, is it Mozart's Requiem there's a uh, the eighth part of that is the Lacrimosa sure. it's very it's very sad and very beautiful and um, I, I really love it and it's it's something that I think about yeah, something I listen to if I'm thinking about people who died in my life. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I um, sort of want to pass that to the people who might be remembering me as. So you'd be you like, know. "This is this work for me." Yeah. This might work for you. Yeah, something something that I found sort of beautiful and meaningful. I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of Mozart. Mozart. I don't know the track, but immediately Mozart's Requiem. I feel like, yeah, that sounds good for a funeral, yeah. doesn't it? It's got it's got funeral written yeah, right across anything, it. But, but then anything, anything Requiem. Yeah. If you died with a drug overdose, Requiem for a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack. <laughs> a good, good soundtrack. The soundtrack. <laughs> Would you want it like because you know as the coffin goes away? Do you want? I think an extended version of the countdown clock will be. <laughs> 
Because people, people are used to it ending after about 30 seconds or 40 seconds, but I, I think a five-minute version and set the, set the treadmill to very slow. <laughs> Can you imagine every time it was like da 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 It's still going. The countdown is from a. Do you have countdown? No, but I got it. Yeah, it was not. It was not an egg cup situation. Which was the same. Which was actually the same. Erin, have you had plans for the music? I want to see what I can get away with. Similarly, but just kind of forcing. I like a lot of different kind of music, so I would want to put. Hank Williams Jr., Whitney Houston, oh, bit of Whitney, and Nirvana together. Oh, nice! Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and be like, deal with this schizophrenic (laughs) (laughs) music taste. I mean, because I just I like everything, and so I want to have it resonate. And I think there's, I mean, there's definitely like through lines with a lot of um, that those three artists' music with like you know really tapping into sadness and and um, and grief, but some of them in a way that is a little more like dances around. The sadness. Like, is Whitney going to be your sad or your dance? Because she can do both. I mean, I'm not even joking. I cried in an Uber because the Uber driver was playing um, I Believe the Children Are Our Future. <laughs> and she was singing it. And then I started singing it. And I was like, this is the most magical day I've <laughs> ever had in my life. And when we got to the um, chorus, Greatest Love of All, and it's about your self-esteem. I'm going to start crying. It's about your self-esteem and how you are your own well of that. Yeah. We were just weeping. God. And I was like, that is a great funeral. That's a great funeral song. Yeah. That is good. It has every message in it. Well, I'm thinking of like a whole theme of like doing like my funeral is more like an afterlife festival. And I got like these fake. (laughs) Wow. Nice, nice. So you'll get wristbands. And then... (laughs) But then there's like these fake posters of like everyone that appears. So we all know that 2016 was basically a celebricide. And uh, so everyone that passes away, like all of your favorite people are like, coming all appearing. And then it's like in the comedy tent, Dame Baptiste, but you can't see it yet. But you keep your wristband and we'll meet again. And that's how. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's the theme of my funeral. That's nice. Hey, what, what food are you going to serve? Is it going to be the food truck? I feel like the, that needs no, to be. No, definitely be a food. I mean, it'd be a drink truck. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I'm immediately are, worrying about are the Are we still in the smoking ruins of the World Bank? <laughs> <laughs> what a I, place to have a festival! That starts exactly. a new society so where, right Where there. all of that, you know, well-appropriated wealth lies in the smoldering ashes, a festival celebrating and you know those, life and death. Yeah. Crisis. Those like, food so trucks good. turn up anywhere. Like right? they, they, they could pitch up in the smoldering remains of the World Bank, <laughs> no problem. I don't, I think it'd be a bad theme for me to destroy the World Bank and then charge people to eat. Oh, okay. So I'll just, there'll be some, yeah, some kind of buffet there and stuff. Or okay. maybe we get the donations from the Afterlife Festival and then we just distribute that to a shitload of soup kitchens. I'm trying nice. to hedge all my bets for the afterlife, yeah, basically. Yeah. So any opportunity for something, you know, for some kind of altruism. <laughs> I don't. I mean, we've gone for ghosts. Uh, a because I've seen very few black ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, I think that's that's be, well, yeah. And Aaron, I feel like this is because of the social climate in the states, for example, where the idea of a black guy being able to do what he wants and walk through walls oh. without being able to be shot is <laughs> too much for people to handle. So, <laughs> so you never, never see any black ghosts. And, and also the idea that, you know, if you do care about your loved ones and stuff, like the idea that they still have to walk on earth after they're at peace, I think it's quite, it's more of a, it's, more of a, a, it's kind of our selfishness that we want to keep people around. And um, Yeah, I always yeah. feel sorry for ghosts. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So. I don't know, I, you know, I don't... And it's weird that, like, yeah. no one, and like ghosts, no one seems to, it's either that you get like a ghost kit where you still have to dress in Victorian... <laughs> Always Regalia, Victorian. Or dressed like, you know, a, an evil spirit that lives in a well in Japan. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one's ever like, I saw this ghost, what were they wearing? Moon boots. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, do you have any thoughts about last words? Because I feel like you're someone who definitely cares about words. You very much, yeah. Um, I've not given it any thought. Oh, I'm, su- <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, as in, do you th- are you asking if I've got a quip? No. Lined up. Do you have a quip? Yeah. No, like I just a catchphrase, like, like yeah. a sitcom catchphrase. Because firstly, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to spoil it by saying it now if I did have one. Uh, that's <laughs> true. That's true. It would be a spoiler. Everyone would say, "Oh, well, he had that back when he was 30. So, yeah. It would, <laughs> yeah. And the context like that, will change so much, and it, yeah, it's, it's going to be very contextual. You know, it really depends on the circumstances. Um, <laughs> it's all right. You don't have to give me your last words now. No, I, <laughs> like, I was just wondering because I, I do think that there's a lot. If you go on the internet, you like type last words. Like the last words always seem like anyone I've seen dying is just like. 
Like, there's no... They can't <laughs> oh, say, here's my great quip, Dan, you know? Dan Schreiber, who you yes. and I know, is a comedian and a colleague of ours, he, he found out recently about uh, Roald Dahl's uh, last words and his death. And um, his family were around his bedside. He was pretty elderly when he died. And his family were here, and he, he, his nurse was there as well. And he said, look, I, I just want to say to you all that... Um, you know the the meaning I've had and the the wonderful life I've had is is thanks to you people and I'm I'm so happy to be here and I love you all, and he slipped um, away into unconsciousness and the nurse gave him a, a shot of I think it was morphine, morphine to, yeah. to help him, him, him on his way but she slightly botched the injection and he woke up and went oh fuck and then died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> 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 So, that is perfect. That is life. That's real life that, right that there. That sort of is, yeah. That's a phrase you can carry with you yeah. throughout life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, wow. yeah, maybe something that sums up a slightly absurd uh, yeah. uh, comedy. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Erin, do you want, have you got any last words that you think, you're like, that's what I want Might be impactful. Or like, yeah, you just, or even, you know what, even fake last words that your friends will spread. Do you know what she said just before she died? <laughs> she said... <laughs> Never wear red lipstick or something like insane. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, scarfs didn't suit me, <laughs> and they don't suit you, Susan. Something like that. Yeah. And then boom, mic drop. That's it. That's it. Yeah, you're gonna have that. Yeah, just a real shitty cut down to another woman who doesn't deserve it. <laughs> she um, did. She died as she lived. <laughs> you know, I don't plan on having any children. Um, I, do, I wonder who's going to be around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I wonder who's going to be around. Well, you're in the it. nursing home and you're off your tits on acid. <laughs> yeah. So, so you like, may say anything. <laughs> um, an alien god is fucking me in my mouth right now. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> and the nurses are like, got to stop giving her that LSD. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Marjorie, she's taken too much. I want to tell you about some horrible deaths. Oh. <laughs> Funny horrible desert. No, because normally we do last words, but actually I just I came I was thinking this this happened this I mean, okay, people died, obviously it's awful, but it's amusing. Um, the Boston molasses disaster. Do you know about this, Andy? I feel like I you might I've know. Heard of, it. of 1919 killed 21 people and hurt 150 when a tank holding more than a million gallons of molasses exploded. This blast sent a sticky wave through the city at a speed of 35 miles an hour. Now, I've always wanted to die by eating too much chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, molasses, I mean, that's, imagine a butt, the last thing you taste, mmm, so good. <laughs> I thought it was quite a fun way to go, just me. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely that. Are they, are they, because in my head, it's like preserved like in Pompeii, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, no, no I don't think they were, like, sadly. Oh, okay, then, uh, <laughs> then it's very sad. <laughs> They'd be really, really sticky and probably quite fluffy by now. You know, when you, anything sticky just gathers yeah. dust. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, William Snyder of Cincinnati died in 1854. His death certificate said he was killed by being swung round the heels by a circus clown. <gasps> Nightmare! <laughs> I'm sorry, yes, I'm sorry. Yes. No stories end well with clowns. I don't yes. know why everyone's acting surprised. No one's ever like, then a clown came out and everyone was like, hey! Yeah. Never happened. A clown? Never happened. Why was the clown spinning Because him? I bet I know why. Oh, yeah, okay. I bet he was a um, short person or something. Oh, I bet, I, you know what yes. I mean? He probably had yeah, some... Yeah, you're right. Um, something yes. going on or a disability I mean, I was it's probably a, much sadder than we yeah. think no I think it's really sad but I imagine like just some kid in the audience being like spin me spin me and then them just and I mean that's it sounds, awful, it sounds it? like a flashback for a DC character <laughs> 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 this is a nice one for me in 1975 Alex Mitchell from Kings Lynn Norfolk laughed so hard at the Ecky Thump episode of hit BBC comedy The Goodies he died of heart failure <laughs> His widow later wrote to the stars of the show to thank them for making her husband's last minutes so happy. Aww. That's nice to die I laughing. Think that would, I think no. that actually that would be a fabulous way. Wouldn't it to be go nice? Yeah. yeah. Something, yeah. Something so funny that you just die. <laughs> Watching Friends or. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode. <laughs> this is where Ross and Rachel really get together. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like in, in a, in a post-social uh, media era, though, it's going to be like, I don't think that episode was that funny. I think you're true. Once the obituary yeah. comes out. A troll. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that would be that would that be good. Would you like that, Andy, to die laughing? L yeah, that would be on the tennis court laughing at your your uh, <laughs> <laughs> your people who wronged you. Um, I, well, w w laughing because again, it's sort of about the other. Per as soon as you die, it really is all about the other people. And the, yeah. You know, you, 
in a way that's not, not a, as little upsetting for anyone else as possible. Yeah. We're back to the no fuss paper bag, unfortunately. <laughs> but Which is, I feel like we've got the opposite, because Dane's like making people organise a festival. <laughs> and you're like, just it's all, really put it's me out with the, the bins. But it's also for the people. Yeah. And at the end, no, no, totally. my, my, my final words are, I left all of my money in... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the gold is in there. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's always good because even though people would be like, he was joking, was he? Exactly. And then they might start looking. And then I'm like, the clue is in the wristbands. <gasps> and oh, that's a whole podcast. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. I would love that's good. I would love to do that. Sort of say, you know, the treasure is hidden in there, but you'd have to time it so yeah. carefully. Yeah. Because what if you then have another five minutes? <laughs> And you've stopped, and they <laughs> yeah. say, we can see you're still here in the way. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that would be so <laughs> funny. There isn't any treasure, is there? Yeah. No. Um. Oh, and then a really awkward, like, just everyone being like, doo, doo, doo. Yeah. And then like, and can, can oh, me. I think he's died. Yeah, and you can hear me going. <coughs> yeah. yeah. That, the other thing is about, you know, do you die? Do you, I like leaving parties quite early. <laughs> sure. Um, you know. Me too. Often the first to arrive and frequently the first to leave um and there is a sense that if you've got friends you know if you if you have friends who you still like and you've got a family you see it's um to to die before them is um is if you're if you've reached an advanced age you're almost lucky to oh yeah to have people around you yeah um you know people have s so long these days that frequently um you know all your, all your friends might have died and then oh yeah you might you might be yeah. just my grandfather is Oh, yeah. 95 wow and he's in that situation wow. and it's it's like i mean it's heartbreaking for sure to see because he he like is he's scared you yeah. know um i think being that old <laughs> i don't really want it you know i know my grandma lived to 100 and it just was like and everyone goes oh good genes i'm like it wasn't nice no like no. it wasn't nice it was real but then also she did often think she was in france and i thought that sounds nice. <laughs> Maybe she's bit. on DMT. Yeah, maybe she was. You know, like that bit seemed really good. She definitely checked out. She was like, "This is awful." So, au revoir. <laughs> so, well, that, so we were like, you, "Okay." Did you sort of did you play up to the France thing at all? Did the you worst bring was me, me and my brother were just you know when they they leave the kid you know the grandkids. So we were just like, "Okay." And then my uncle eventually came back in. And we were like, "She said she was in France." Like we just didn't know. We just were like, "Let just let her stay there." you know she's a hundred she was babysitting you at a hundred no, no oh. sorry. <laughs> that was in the nursing home oh, oh, okay you know you get left in the room they're like you talk to your grandma and like she can't talk and then they just the adults you still feel like you're a kid you know so yeah um <laughs> well i mean a lot of different ways to go uh, we don't have super long left but i just wondered if anybody had a question it doesn't have to be funeral based it can be grief cast based or anything at all does anyone have a question this lady here in the lovely dungarees thank you what would your last song be? Oh. Or, sorry, not your last song, your songs at your funeral. Oh. And good. your last words while you're at it. Oh, I don't know. I don't, oh, yeah. I haven't thought about oh! it. No, I have, I have. Um, see, I would be, I'd be busting out a bit of Joni Mitchell. Definitely. Oh, come on, you fuckers. Why does no one know? Joni Mitchell. Don't get yes. me on Joni Mitchell. Like, Joni Mitchell will be at the Afterlife Festival. So. <laughs> I get really upset because I think Joni Mitchell should be held in the same way as Bob Dylan but because she was a woman oh, people please. always act like oh she just did some Moni tunes like you want to talk about fucking Moni tunes <laughs> fucking Bob Dylan and I'm a fan um so yeah I, I crack open any track from Blue you know because you could go from it's her album um because you could do Case of You and get everyone crying and then you could do Carrie which would like get everyone up again and then you could do Blue and everyone's like preparing to kill themselves. But I would not do, the last time I saw Richard was in Detroit and because nope, that's, Joni, we didn't need the extra track. <laughs> you have to be, this is really niche material. But if you like blue, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, thanks. I'm surprised there's not more of you in. That's my demographic. Um, yeah, last words, again, like, because I, d I actually don't believe in them. Because I've seen too many people die and they, they, like you said, they don't get last words. It's like this Hollywood moment of like... So I found this one which was by Voltaire, which I thought was like, oh, what a quip. Um, which was, someone said to ask him to announce Satan and he said, now is not the time to be making new enemies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, great. But he did not say that. You know, like he didn't say that. His friends got together afterwards and were like, 
Come on, we've got to think of something. Like, got you know, like a writer's work, workshop something. Yeah, he's there, yeah. so clever. Let's, you know, let's give him something. Um, yeah, I hope that's... There was a question over here. Yes. I've, I've never um, asked to ask the question in a podcast before, um, but this podcast means a lot to me. Oh. Um, my father died very suddenly when I was 18 mm-hmm. um, at home. Um, and I think something that's come out is obviously the music side of things for everybody from different kind of uh, from ways but um, my dad was a blues guitarist oh, wow. and so the um, so blues was obviously a huge part of my life from very young and I have um, kind of pushed that side of my life out very much as an adult because it was too painful oh, yeah. and I just wondered I suppose it's a thing of you know, when you associate one thing, particularly with someone that you care about so much yeah. and they're not there, and so maybe you push that away from you, and then trying to move back to that and recapture that with, you know, the sadness, but also rediscovering the love of it. And I just wondered um if any of you have been through that i suppose with anyone it it might not even be death but it might be something someone that's moved away from you or that you've lost that yeah it becomes painful well it's interesting because i mentioned the frank zappa song and like there was i was so glad that that song got chosen because it's quite an obscure track so i i've joked about the show before like I never had to, you know, like if you do choose a Whitney song, all your friends and family will eventually be in Zara and be like, oh God, the greatest. Like, <laughs> so it's quite nice to choose something obscure because it, it like never, re- like I think it came up on a shop once and I was like absolutely floored because I was just like, what the fuck? They're fucking playing Peter and Garley. Like this is not okay. And it's, yeah, I've tried to like, I mean, I only have like, I feel for you because <laughs> I've got a song. You've got a fucking genre of music. <laughs> Plus, it's a really nice genre of music that's really, like, cool to listen to. So, yeah, I feel for you. I've just tried to, like, let it in very lightly. So I even did... I did a show, and they had... They, um, you had to... They had people choosing um, tracks that meant something to them, and I chose the, the track. <coughs> and then I had to sit in Wilton's Music Hall with it being blared out, and I was like, why have I done this to myself? But obviously, why do I do the podcast? <laughs> I like pushing it. And I found that really... I almost found it really helpful to put like be forced into listening to it because I think the fear is worse so the fear that if you hear it it's going to be awful and it'll be so painful and actually as all things like the more you do it the less painful it becomes because it just becomes less shocking and I think the more you push it out the more it has the power to hurt you know because then you're like oh I've never I haven't heard it for so long so I but it took me yeah it took me a long time and now like now I can listen to it and it's not I still would never be like I'm gonna pop it on <laughs> but I when it cu- when I hear it it's not quite so bad so I think if you can if there's <clears throat> if there's blues that maybe he didn't you know he didn't directly like that blues person so you could like ease your way in like blues light <laughs> like one that was a bit more easy to listen to and I would also say like don't it's the thing that we're talking about of like laughter and pain. Like it's maybe you just need in need to have it and feel really shit and cry and feel fucking awful and then come through it. I'd have something ready though. I'd have like S Club Seven ready, <laughs> like to like wash your brain of it. If you're like this is too much, like something you can put on straight away. That's like nothing to do with him. Anyone else have any music? Thoughts? I have a. There's a broken social scene song called Suns and Stars that I weirdly listened to a lot when I got divorced. I've been married twice. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and um, it's just the song when I know that I've like not expressed emotion and I need to, I just put it on and I just start crying. Yeah. I, I like like I like using it as a tool to make myself feel emotion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we're talking about. It's like, it's, it's okay. I know it feels fucking awful. Yeah, I think it's I think it's as part of the process that initially you can't even listen to some songs that might remind you of a loss of uh, a loved one or even loss of love or heartbreak. And then you can listen back and it, and it becomes, starts becoming nostalgic and I think it's a lot easier to listen to. And I think an even uh, nice way to rationalize like what's obviously a tragedy is the fact that if your dad's committed songs to like wax, then like even scientifically like transverse waves never dissipates so they go in into space so it means his voice would exist forever and continue to move into infinity and stuff as well so That's some people are just experiencing your, hearing your dad for the first time so like yeah 
is never, is never is so, so I'm saying as, a, as an artist we don't need Whitney to start crying we've got Dave yeah, but I'm saying but, like, but it's, like, it's like you know even it's just like especially when you know I guess it's one of the good things about having an artist who's created something that's transcended their form is that it's always going to be there so you know if that, I hope, if that helps because that's how I always think of things as well if you've lost somebody that if they've committed something to like you know a transverse wave that's going to be around forever so yeah deserves an applause that's okay Thank you so much for coming to listen to chats about death. I know that if you told your friends tonight where you were going, perhaps some of them were confused. But it's, I appreciate it so much. And thank you for listening to the podcast. And please, we give a huge round of applause to our amazing guests, Daniel Baptiste, Erin Gibson, and Andrew Hunter-Murray. Amazing. Please give yourselves a round of applause for these amazing audience. Thank you so much. I've been Carrie Lloyd. Thank you. You can follow Andy on Twitter at Andrew Hunter M and listen to No Such Things A Fish from where you get your podcasts or even see them live on tour. They're currently touring the UK. You can follow Erin on Instagram at Giblatron. Just type in Erin Gibson, she should come up. And she has a book coming out very soon called Feminasty, which is hilarious and well worth a pre-order. You can follow Dane on Twitter at DaneBapTweets and he's also currently touring around the UK and hosting Live at the Apollo on iPlayer as well. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Griefcast or email us thegriefcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, please do rate and review it on iTunes and subscribe as well so you never miss an episode. The show was edited by Kate Holland with thanks to Whistledown Studios and the music was provided by the Glue Ensemble. And remember, you are not alone. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.